Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we've got a great story of revenge against a gold-digging partner. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, he punched me over a fender bender. I destroyed his life. I was working as a civilian with the US military overseas, and I lived off base in an apartment complex popular among the US military. One morning, I accidentally hit another soldier's vehicle. Upon exiting the vehicle, I noticed that both of our vehicles were what you would call a hoopty. A hoopty is an old car that's pretty beat up that's been passed around from service to service member, and they generally sell for $1,000 to $2,000. I also recognized that I was at fault for the accident. It was a very minor accident. His rear bumper was dented in slightly, but I could hear both our cars still running. I approached the driver who had already gotten out, and he was in uniform, and I apologized, and said if it was alright with him, I'd like to negotiate a payment that I'll pay him in cash, and we don't involve the authorities. I wanted to keep this simple. I'll be honest, the accident was so minor, I honestly expected him to say, nah man, it's good, but even if he wanted some money, I'd have paid him. I've always been of the opinion, if you have a fender bender and can negotiate agreeable terms between both the parties, it's best not to involve insurance or the police. He told me he wanted to call the police. I said we could call the police or we could go on base together and I could give him $300. He said that wasn't enough, so I upped my offer to $500. He proceeded to punch me in the face. It was a sucker punch. He got into his car and took off and in the process nearly ran me over. Now I have a black box in my car which recorded everything. I went to the provost marshal office on base, the police station, and reported the accident and the assault and showed the MP the footage, which they used his license plate to track him down. I was also asked if I wanted to evolve the local authorities and press criminal charges off base. Honestly, I felt like this soldier would learn his lesson if I let UMCJ, the military court basically, handle this, and I said, not at this time. I was told it was an option. The end result was the soldier in question got 60 days of extra duty, reduction in rank, and forfeited a portion of his paycheck. Essentially, if he dealt with that, this would have been the end of the whole ordeal. Honestly, at this point, I assumed our little ordeal was over. Well, a few days after his punishment was decided on, which wasn't long after the incident itself, I was in the commissary, grocery store on base, shopping when the soldier who assaulted saw me and began to insult me. I told him he needed to clam down, that he should learn his lesson. He told me I was a wussy who didn't know how to take a punch. I reminded him that I held back on destroying his life. He told me he's already punished and I can't touch him again. He left me be. A store employee witnessed the entire encounter, and I got the employee detail and reported this interaction to his command. His commander told me he'd been ordered to not interact with me and would take action. His commander also recommended me that I involve the local authorities, since the soldier obviously isn't learning his lesson. So I did. I contacted an attorney. 
The attorney was unsure if we could successfully sue the soldier and said he would need a cash payment to take the case. Honestly, I was mad and I wanted to teach this guy a lesson. I agreed. It wasn't cheap. To keep the story short, we ended up in a court off base. We presented our evidence. The soldier in question had decided to represent himself. Several times in the court, he had outbursts. The judge ended up granting me a judgment of approximately 50,000 US dollars. When the judgment was given, the soldier called the judge a son of a witch and that the army would cover for him. So the judge changed his judgment to $80,000 and the judge then asked me if I also wanted to press charges against the soldier in criminal court. Honestly, it was obvious that this guy wasn't going to learn a lesson. I told the judge I wanted to pursue criminal charges in addition to the judgment. My lawyer later advised me that if I ever wanted to see the money, I should pursue an international hold. With my judgment, it's likely that a judge would grant me an international hold. An international hold is basically where this soldier would not be allowed to leave the country until I was paid my $80,000. Also, he told me that according to the agreement between the US military and the host country, the US military would honor the international hold. Basically, the US military would not protect him or move him out of the country to avoid punishment. Honestly, by this point, I'd paid my lawyer thousands of dollars, and I honestly didn't feel like paying thousands of dollars and getting nothing for it, so I said yes, I want to go forward with the international hold. About a month later, the international hold was granted, and the US military was informed of this. Two months after that, the criminal case was over, and the soldier was sentenced to 90 days in jail. By this point, the soldier had been moved onto the base into his barracks by his commander. I remember the day I was informed the MPs handed him over to the local authorities to begin his 90-day jail sentence. Did I mention he still owed me $80,000? I heard nothing for a year. And then one day I get a call from his commander. His commander wants me to make a statement in regards to the case. I go in and make the statement. During the statement, I find out the US military was in the process of chaptering the soldier out of the US military. The commander also informed me that he was close to coming up with the money to pay me so he could have the international hold lifted. The commander also asked me if my lawyer would be willing to make a statement. I contacted my lawyer, who also made a statement about the facts of the case. A few weeks later, his ex-wife contacted me. When this all started, I knew he was married. Guess his wife decided to divorce him. She was informed that his ex-husband had the money and needed the details on how to pay me. I provided her the details and a few days later I got the payment and contacted his ex-wife to inform her I had been paid. She then asked me to send a receipt so he could have the international hold lifted and return to the states. I asked her how he got the money. She said he maxed out his credit and also family helped out. Also, during this conversation, I found out the army had chaptered him out of the military. I sent her the receipt, and that was the last I ever heard from his side. I took his $80,000 and bought myself a brand new car and used the rest of the money to put down on an investment property. Imagine you're the one that gets fender bendered and you end up owing $80,000 and 90 days in jail. Guess it pays sometimes to fender bender into a hothead. Also, hi. I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, hippity hoppity, this is no longer your property, to manage. After graduating college, my girlfriend and I moved to a new state where she was accepted into an engineering program. 
we found a lovely garden apartment style complex that advertised 100 megabits per second internet speed included in the price, among a few other amenities. When we met the property manager, he seemed strict but well-mannered, nothing out of the ordinary, until we signed the lease. The first problem, suddenly walking into his office was not allowed without an appointment. I'd come by to ask a question, saw him browsing social media, and figured he was available as he made himself to us when we first came by, unannounced to view a model apartment. Nope. He refused to answer my question and asked me to make an appointment via email. The second problem? The terms of our lease included an attachment to complete within 48 hours of accepting the keys that details all discrepancies within the unit. We submitted the attachment via email around the 40th hour. The property manager then responded that the terms recently changed from 48 to 24 hours. And since we passed 24 hours, we would be held liable for all found damages. When citing our copy of the lease, which explicitly stated 48 hours, he informed us that we signed an outdated copy and would need to make an appointment to come by the office and sign a new lease. The third problem, the internet speed was not 100 megabits per second as advertised. It was less than 15 megabits per second off-peak. In about 5 megabits per second on-peak, we again contacted the property manager to complain but were referred to make an appointment. The fourth problem, we made an appointment to address the previous three problems. During this meeting and after I finished voicing our issues, the property manager leans forward and says, There are other communities in this neighborhood that may be more accepting of people like you and your girlfriend. You're welcome to break the lease and leave. People like you and your girlfriend. I had thought he was referencing our no-nonsense response to his nonsense. Daily communications, scheduling multiple meetings to address these issues, etc. But my girlfriend believed he was speaking towards our skin colors. Her, a black woman, and myself, a white man. My girlfriend jokingly told me to check my privilege before getting serious and explaining to me that we were experiencing discrimination at the very least. The solution? I did some research and discovered the property manager worked for a larger organization that owns several complexes throughout the country. I found their director of human resources on LinkedIn and made a connection. I then emailed her copies of all email correspondence, screenshots of the lease, pictures of the internet speed flags advertised by the road, and more screenshots of online speed tests. We further noted his comment and the implications behind it. The human resources director replied within a few hours and promised us she would look into the issue. About two days later, the property manager called and asked us to come by his office at our convenience. We showed up near the end of the day and sat down across from him. He then proceeded to ask us if we would be willing to write a letter stating we accepted his apology, despite not yet offering said apology, and in return he would credit us a month's rent, accept our damages attachment, and promise to have the ISP on site within a week to assess the internet issues. We declined. He got personal with us and revealed his job may be at stake and asked us to reconsider. My girlfriend leaned forward and said, There are other communities in this neighborhood that may be more accepting of people like you. You're welcome to leave. The property manager was replaced in a week with a super sweet older woman 
who not only gave us all the things the original property manager had promised, the one month rent, accepting the damages attachment, and then further scheduling maintenance to fix said damages, having the ISP assess and upgrade the internet to promised speeds, but she also made it clear her office was always open for anything we may need. I looked up the old property manager about a few months later on LinkedIn, still unemployed. Doesn't surprise me that some lazy do the bare minimum jerk is having trouble getting hired at places. Our next story is, I help someone get revenge on their gold digging jerk of a significant other. I worked as a front desk agent in a large luxury hotel chain for some years. One particular hotel I worked at was located really close to the downtown area, and so we got a large number of young, very wealthy business people who loved to party. I usually worked on the second and third shifts, which meant I got to see loads of drunken hookups, breakups, cheating, hookers, and more. This particular one though, this is one I will never forget. I was working at the desk when a group of young, well-dressed men come walking in. They've all clearly been drinking, but aren't so drunk that they can't walk right and hold a conversation. One of them comes up to me and tells me that while he and his friends were at the bar, a woman was hitting on him and even though he told her no multiple times, she wouldn't stop. So he and his friends left, and it wasn't until they got in the Uber that he realized he didn't have his room key anymore. He thinks she took it, and he's concerned that she may come up to his room. He asked that I deactivate his keys, and if she does come to the hotel, to not let her in. When he was telling me all of this, it didn't sit right with me. He and his friends How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. We're all grinning about it and snickering amongst one another. Then he gave a clear description of her without being asked. Told me height, body shape, hair color, and style, the kind of dress she was wearing all while saying it in a mocking tone. Now, this could have easily have been because he thought the whole thing was ridiculous or was too drunk to take it seriously, but it really didn't sound right to me. Either way, I did as I was trained in that situation. I pulled up his reservation, deactivated the keys as requested, 
made him a new set when he showed me his ID, and even offered to move him to a new room if that would make him feel more comfortable. He and his buddies all laughed a little at that and he declined, took the keys and they went to their room. About an hour or so later, the woman he described showed up. Now by this point, my relief for the night had also shown up and was sitting at the front desk, while I was in the back office counting down my cash drawer. I hadn't had a chance to tell them about the woman. Just as I'm walking out the back office with my bag and about to leave, I see my coworker buzz the doors open and the woman comes rushing in, cuts through the lobby and down the hall to the elevators. She was barefoot holding her heels in her hands and knew exactly where she was going. I rushed up to him and told him what the man before had told me about her. My coworker looked at me confused. He then pointed to the screen that had the reservation pulled up and told me that when the woman arrived, she went to use the room keys and they didn't work. So he asked her for her room number and last name. She gave both and her name is on the reservation. I looked at the reservation and down in the notes. There was a woman's name listed. The man from before was listed as the primary, but her name was listed as secondary with his consent to be in the room. I was confused. I thought maybe she wasn't the same woman he was talking about. But to be on the safe side, I called the man in his room and told him the situation and that we allowed a woman, fitting the description he gave, to enter the building because she confirmed her name was on the room. He laughed, said he forgot her name was on the room, and asked that I remove it. I was now super confused. I asked to make sure. Sir, just to be clear, the woman you met at the bar tonight was with you at check-in hours ago and was allowed keys then, but now she's not? He laughs to all of his friends in the room. Oh, guys, I confused the poor girl. Gets back on the phone with me. Yeah, sweetheart, she's banned from the room. Don't worry about the other details, just take her name off. I say, I see. Then if she isn't going to be on the room anymore... Would you like us to call the police and have her removed from the property? He says, oh, whoa, that's too far there. Don't worry, she'll get the hint soon enough. We ended the call there, and I got really suspicious of this. I told my coworkers to not do anything, and that I was going to stick around for a bit to see if anything happened. A short time later, the woman came off the elevator, pouring tears, sobbing while on the phone with someone. She sat down in our lobby and my coworker and I tried to look busy while eavesdropping hard on her phone call. She was sobbing on the phone to her mom and sister. From what she told them, she was invited out to spend the week with her boyfriend meeting all of his college buddies. This being their first night, they all met up for dinner and drinks. After a bit, she went to the restroom, and when she came back, she caught her boyfriend hitting on another woman. His friends all bet that he wouldn't do it. When she confronted him, pissed off, He called her a bunch of names and humiliated her in front of his friends and the entire bar. All his friends joined in on mocking her, and he threw in her face that she was nothing without him and dumped her right there. He and his friends then took an Uber back and left her stranded at the bar with no money and no way back. She then had to use her phone's GPS and walk back to the hotel from the bar barefoot. She had heels and walking two miles in those was not going to cut it. She was asking her mom and sister for help as he wouldn't let her in the room to get her luggage or her wallet. My heart broke. I felt horrible. I had helped this guy treat this poor woman like crap and now he and all his friends were up there laughing at her while she's sitting in our lobby sobbing with nothing. 
I went over to our snacks area in the lobby, grabbed her a bottled water and brought it to her. I told her I couldn't help but overhear the conversation and was very sorry for her situation and asked if she would like us to help. I informed her that if he was keeping her from getting to her things, we would call the police and have them force him to hand over her things so she could leave if she'd like. Or if she wanted to let her mom or sister pay for a room, we'd be happy to give her a very low rate in a room far from him. She thanked me, took the water and tried to calm down and talk to me about what was all happening and what her options were. Eventually, we decided on her staying in the hotel for the night and figuring out the rest in the morning. As we make it to the desk, she asks me to try and run her credit card to see if it has enough on it for another room. I asked her what she means by another room, and she tells me that she's actually paying for the room he's in. That his name is on the room because he booked it, but it's her card paying for everything. This intrigued me. I asked why she was paying for the room if it was in his name. She told me that she's the one with a job, not him, that he hasn't been able to find a job in his field since graduating from college and is essentially living off of his parents' money. But just after they started dating, his parents cut him off, so he's been living off her money. That's why she was so upset and confused by how he'd been acting all night. He was sweet and doing everything for her back home. But since he met up with his friends, he did a 180 and hasn't been the same guy the entire time. I wanted to tell her that it was obvious he was using her for the money and that he would probably blame his friends for all of this and try to get back with her later on. But I doubted that she would have listened to me or cared for a complete stranger to butt in on her personal life like that. So instead, I offered up a sweet piece of revenge. I informed her that, considering she's the one paying for the room, if she can confirm that it's her card on file with some sort of photo ID and verify the last four digits of the card number, that's honestly all this hotel company required, then she could, if she wanted to, kick him out of the room and keep it all to herself. But considering how poorly her night had been, If she were indeed able to prove she is the one paying for the room, then I'd be more than happy to provide for her the biggest luxury upgrade we offered at our property. Largest suite we had, full hotel amenity access. I'd even have my coworker fish out a bottle of champagne and some fresh strawberries for her to have sent to her room, all free of charge. She was taken aback by the offer and was very sincerely tempted. She looked like she was about to say no. Then I told her that since she would be upgrading her room, that would require moving her things from that room into her new one, which means the room she's currently listed in would need to be vacated immediately. If anyone were to remain in the room after we've demanded it be vacated, we are required to have them escorted off the property or they pay for the room, their choice. She then thought about it, pulled up her card's banking app and showed me the screen. It had a photo of her, her full name, the card's full number, and the hold from our hotel for the room. She asked if that worked. It was good enough for me. I quickly upgraded her, moved everything over in the system, and before I could say a word to my coworker, he was already grabbing a set of master keys, a bell cart, and was asking her what her luggage looked like since he would be the one retrieving it for her to deliver to her room. He didn't want her to have to deal with her ex again. She smiled and told him which ones were hers and that she hadn't unpacked yet. My coworker runs down to the elevators and up to fetch her things, while I make her a new set of keys and send her off to her new room. 
Once she's on the elevator, my phone at the desk starts ringing. It's the ex-boyfriend, and he's very angry about why my coworker has entered the room and is taking her things. I calmly explain that I cannot give out the private information of any of our guests, and that if he would like to remain in his room, he'll need to pay for it, as there's no longer a method of payment on his room. He blew up. He's making a ton of demands and, at the same time, yelling at my coworker to stop what he's doing. But it's obvious from the way he's yelling at him that my coworker isn't listening to him. I can even hear the guy's friends telling him to chill out and just pay for the room. I then explain that we'll give him a courtesy 10 minutes to make a decision. At which point, if he doesn't have payment ready, then he must vacate the building or we'll be forced to call the authorities and have him evicted. He continues to yell at me. He screams, swears, threatens, and yells for a solid minute before taking a breath. I then tell him he has nine minutes remaining and asks if he's come to a decision yet. He hangs up on me. Nine minutes later, I call the room and he doesn't answer. I call again. No answer. I call a third time. He picks up and then immediately hangs up. I call the police and tell them what's going on and they said they're on their way. The officers arrive, I tell them what's going on, we go up to the room together, and the man and his friends are all white as ghosts when they see the cops. The cops explain to the ex-boyfriend and his friends that they're being evicted. The ex-boyfriend starts trying to talk to me, but the cops stop him and tell him to only talk to them. I tell them about his attitude on the phone before. The friends are all offering to pay for the room at this point, and the cops look to me and ask if that would be acceptable. I smile very sweetly and say no, and the cops nod and start rushing all of the guys to grab their things and leave the room. The ex-boyfriend is the last one out the door carrying his two bags and complaining that he isn't even given a luggage cart and has to carry his own things. His friends all look pissed at him. I go with the officers to escort all of them out of the building and run into my coworker in the lobby. He waits until they're all outside in the parking lot to tell me that the woman is in her new room, loves it, and said no to the champagne. She just wanted to sleep. I didn't get to see her before she left town the next day, but the ex-boyfriend did try calling our hotel to complain a number of times, and even tried leaving some bad reviews of us online and lied through all of it. I hope she doesn't have to deal with him again. I have no idea why she didn't use Uber instead of walking probably due to the distress of the moment and didn't think of it. Honestly, if you're ever in that situation, despite being publicly humiliated like that, ask the staff for help. Either they think of something you're too panicked to think of, or they'll be nice and pay for an Uber for you. I've done it for plenty of people when working in hotels. There's no shame in asking for help. Another thing is the credit card company is Capital One. I wasn't going to mention it since some subs immediately flag your story for listing major company names and I didn't want to fuss with that, but yeah, their app lets you post a picture on your profile, and on most banking and credit card apps, you're able to pull up a full card number by clicking on the account information. Yes, technically, I shouldn't have accepted this as a form of ID, however, given how crap her night was, I didn't care. I think almost anybody that was able to understand the full story that was going on here is probably going to be somebody that's willing to bend the rules a little bit to help her out. 
Because holy crap, not only was the boyfriend horrendous, but all of the friends were awful too. Were they like trying to keep her stuff as well? Like why were they flipping out when the coworker was collecting just her stuff? Just weird. And my last question is, was this guy just trying to like show up for their friends? Like did they act like a total jerk here just because their friends were around and they didn't want to look like some pansy lovey-dovey guy that's a pushover? Or was this their true feelings and who they really were the entire time regardless? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 